Welcome to another episode of The Dragon and That Sucker. Today we will be bringing you content that will be exactly like last week, which is about absolutely nothing. Enjoy! Welcome everybody! Welcome to a new episode of To Dance! The dragon and that sucker rolling to you from uh, the mile high where we don't get high unless we walk high through the mountaintops out of the valleys. Welcome, my brother, that sucker, a.k.a. the man, a.k.a. the one known as Tori, a.k.a. the dude who don't stop, a.k.a. my brother, a.k.a. the ace, a.k.a. I don't even know where to go from here. Good to see you, man. Hi. Hey. Yeah. Uh, let me take back all that AKA shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Cody. I appreciate it, man. It's great to be back. You know, it's been at least, what, four or five years since we recorded a podcast. And, uh, yeah, it's been it's a just, it's, it's just good to be back in the saddle. Um, it's good to see your face and to know that we're actually going to continue to record podcasts and not just wither away into existence. So great to see you, Cody, AKA the dragon, AKA Mr. Nighting Shining Armor, AKA the glowing phenomenon, AKA the Mr. Legionnaire, AKA the turquoise teal avalanche hat. AKA the one and only problem solver, AKA the Cody to the D dragon man firebirds. What an amazing intro that the audience just got to two of the most humble uh, badasses on earth. Absolutely. Try not to go too grandiose with that one. Yeah, no, I felt that. I felt that was very, very pulled back. Scaled down, if you will, and uh, really appreciate the the intro. It's been it's been a minute though. It has. It's been a minute. We are back. We dropped uh, an episode uh, on Tadat's Tuesday. Tadat's Tuesday, and we recording tonight. So uh, upcoming podcasts. Never gonna stop. I'm gonna do uh, do some some hiatus here and there. Yeah, what a week or so. In between each, maybe three days. It's going to be pretty long breaks in between the release of podcasts. Uh, we're not going to do it every day like we have been doing. Um, yeah, that was a little too much. That was, it was a little too much. I mean, those first three that were, what, separated by three, four hours? It was intense. That was too much. Uh, yes. Couldn't do our jobs. Got fired from uh, our, our primary jobs, which was really Correct. rough. It is. It is rough when you get fired. But then you can claim unemployment, and especially with now with with COVID, you can also get the stimulus package on top of it. So if you play your cards right, you could probably almost make as much as you were making working, and then do nothing. Yeah, you can. You can actually uh, you can make just as much uh, doing nothing as you do when you work really hard. Uh, although I can attest, due to the fact that I'm assisting folks who uh, are going through those challenges, that it's not so rosy on the other side of employment. Uh, especially when it's not brought to you by a bad manager. Touche. So we are rolling into this ep with uh, a lot of good, good vibes, good stuff. Just going to make a, a slight confession here to start it off. If you don't want to listen to a podcast that is going to change your world, if you're not interested in a podcast that is humorous, if you're not interested in a podcast uh, with two fantastic voices on the other side, this is definitely not the podcast for you. So you might want to just shut it down, jump out of here. For the rest of you who are really interested in a high-quality podcast, you've found the right dial. You found the right one, baby. Love it, Cody. Appreciate that disclaimer. Everybody, hold on to your britches because we're about to get crazy up in this mug. We might go astronomical multiverse on you if we're not careful. We did 
create a bit of a chamber the last time we met in Oregon. We absolutely made that multiverse happen temporarily. Uh, it was shut down quickly. Unfortunately, we did have to have a, a brief run-in with Miles. You know, Miles is a special dude, man. I'm, I'm so glad it was brief because I, was, I wasn't sure we were going to be able to hold our weight against him, Cody. Well, the good news is uh, between the two of us, we, we do have a significant amount of mass behind our, our personalities. It was hard for him to maintain, and uh, so we had to get out of there quickly. Yes. So couldn't figure us out, but uh, yeah. So he shut us down. It's temporary. Don't worry, folks. We are back. And today we are talking about what it's like having a Roni. No. Wait, Wait a minute. Is that, is that Tinder Roni? Yeah, it is Tinder Roni. Ooh, wow. Wow. Cody, I've been sitting on this for at least a good. 8.7 seconds, and I'm pretty sure that I cannot put into words what it's like to have a tenderoni. Unless it's rice which we all know is a San Francisco treat. I will talk for days with words galore about that. Now, we all do know that the new San Francisco treat is a bit different than it used to be. Uh, the San Francisco. In what way, Cody? In what, wait, wait, hold on. In what way? When, when did Rice stop be, becoming the San Francisco treat? Uh, well, the San Francisco treat in in uh, San Francisco now is actually uh, methamphetamine uh, or or heroin. So those are the two. Hmm. Okay. San Francisco treats yeah. at this point. Uh, that's 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 a that's a that's a pretty big jump from rice, but. Wow. It, it is still something that is injectable into the body. Although rice isn't injectable, it's ingested uh, different orifice. So, so yeah, unfortunately, uh, I do believe there's a legal case between um, the Rice Aroni Corporation. Uh, they are not known by Nabisco and the uh, producers of the heroin and methamphetamine uh, that's going around San Francisco. It's been a pretty long court battle. So, they're just trying wow. to get their, 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 their name back. You know, I, I'm, I'm speechless. Like you just blew my mind. I'm, yeah, I, I know. Say I'm, right now. I don't mean to do that to you. I tend to do that to you often. I'm sorry. Usually we prep pretty well for these podcasts. And unfortunately I had to drop that one on you. We, we kind of went a little bit off the rails on the, the tenderoni, which is very, very good. And it is much better in many instances than the rice its counterpart. Mm. So, uh, does Bobby Brown still sing about it? Um, he's got Bobby Brown jaw. Oh, I heard about that. Heard yeah, about you don't that. want Bobby Brown jaw. So, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's move. Let's keep it moving then. Let's keep it moving. So, what exactly are we talking about tonight, Cody? If it's not Ronies, it is not Ronies. Uh, we're going to plug into something here that. Uh, wow, it's actually going to expose some of our vulnerability. It's going to give some insight into some personal journey that we're both on Mm. and hopefully uh, inspire others to kind of chase down something bigger than themselves. Maybe a bit more on the serious side at times. I would say that overall. Maybe because I think there's some humor. I think uh, it's there's a sense of humor involved in there somewhere. There is a sense of humor. <laughs> there's definitely a sense of humor there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Else, mm-hmm. why, why mm-hmm. would I be on this earth? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I deep. Mean, come on, that's, man. That's deep, Cody. That's come deep. on, man. That's deep. Um, yeah. God. So our journey with and. Towards God. Wow, just gonna just just drop it like that, huh, Cody? Like a two-ton heavy thing. I've heard of those. I've heard of those. Yeah, yeah. So, woo. 
that is uh that is there's so so many different directions you could go with this cody lots of different directions what direction lots do we go of different directions what what direction do we start with let me let me start with a, just a little bit of a story if you if you don't mind me jumping in can it be a parable i don't believe i can make this one into a parable okay i will make an attempt but i'm not quite sure Here, here's the deal i have a um Oof, this tough. This tough. Stuff when you get out there. Mm. I, uh, I've had this thought for about five years, six years, maybe more than that. Oh my gosh. I guess it's 2020 already. Uh, so six or seven years. Uh, that people are on various points of, of a journey through life. And we wonder often, you know, in, in my mind and in the thought process here is that we wonder why we're here or what we're doing. We all get a sense at some point or another, whether we're young, whether we're, you know, deathbed, but at some point in our life, we wonder if there is a purpose for our life okay. and it prompts, it prompts questions, right? And some of us are, are driven to find that the answer and depending on our environment and our you know, those that surround us, the influencers in our life, uh, you know, the circle of your, you'll, you'll find out your success and your direction in life by looking at what your five closest friends, you know, I've heard that comment quite often, which is, you know, seems to be very true. But for the most part, I believe one of the questions is, uh, and and I've talked to lots and lots of people. So I don't, I mean, it's not like I've talked to everybody on earth. I haven't, you know, I haven't done a, a scientific study. But everybody I've spoken to, because I've had a lot of questions and I've been doing a lot of in, introspection and a lot of searching. The question that I ask is, when you were seeking the truth about you, about yourself, about why you're here, what your purpose is, did you ever wonder if there was a God? if there's a higher power, there's something bigger than yourself. And the question for every, when I ask that question, it's unequivocally. Yes. Everybody that's honest, I would say, would say yes. Uh, Everybody that I spoke to did say yes. And I think that that to me says a lot about our, our culture, our society. And I think it says a lot about the soul that we have inside of us. And it began, I began crafting a, a thought, uh, came to me as writing a story about the various stages of a journey towards God. You know, the person that maybe is just learning about God. Uh, maybe the person has been angry with God and they, they are recognizing that that's the wrong place for their anger, right? There are people that are just on fire, like, you know, someone that's just tasted the most delicious dessert and there's like, I've got to get more. Right. And then there's somebody, some people that it's the best, most fresh breath of air and they have to fill their lungs with it. Uh, And then there's others that have been on the journey and or on the path for a very long time who maybe they're a bit complacent. And there's others that renew their, their faith or their, their journey or their, their relationship frequently. And I would consider them, you know, individuals that have, have been, faithful to a, a belief for years, right? So they're, they're those elderly souls, you know, or elder souls, maybe not elderly. Like Elder Scrolls? <clears throat> like the, similar to Elder Scrolls, but uh, without the scrolls. So then no video games or RPG involved? There would be some video games, I, would, I believe. Okay. Okay. Now, I could be wrong, but I do believe... Could you could you be an elder soul while playing Elder Scrolls? Uh, yes, I've seen it actually firsthand. In okay. Fact. Yep. All right. So maybe that's what I was thinking. That maybe that's actually what I was trying to ask. My bad. Yes, that that is that I in fact when I was thinking about this conversation, you asked that question in my prep in my brain, so I was prepared for it. I'm pretty sure I did not ask the question about Elder Scrolls because I didn't even know we were going to be talking about a video game till 17 seconds ago. No, when I was role-playing this whole conversation, I knew that you were going to talk about Elder Scrolls. Wow. Yeah. 
Okay. So back to Elder Souls, because apparently you knew by talking about that, I was going to bring up Elder Scrolls, which has nothing to do with Elder Souls, but sure. no. that's, that's amazing. You were able to make that correlation. That, that's how, but that's how we do it, right? That's how you and I do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then there, then there are those that have found their path. They've lived a good life. Maybe they've been a pastor. Maybe they've been a, a, a leader in, of, of a you know, home group or whatever, but they, something happens. They, they fall away and they, they do have the anger or they have the disappointment or they, they wonder why something happened or maybe they wonder why their faith isn't growing. And so they are just, you know, they're coming, they're going the opposite direction, but I always, you know, I, I look at it from a, a person that is seeking, and I think that you know, more often than not, those people turn around at some point. It's harder to leave and, and come back, and, and I'm an example of that. But I, I thought, oh, I should write a story. Uh, and then a couple years ago, I called my brother, uh, Nate Dog. And uh, is that that weird dude from Portland that like just completely EP. messed up the podcast we dropped today? Yeah, EP. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, shout out to uh, Portland guy. Thanks for screwing up our podcast. Appreciate it. Again, second time. Second time. Probably can get more views than any of them. Great. Thanks a lot. Yeah. And I said to him the other night, I was, you know, and this is the conversation. I said the other night, I had a I had the sense that I, I wanted to like write a collaborative song a song that incorporates folk and rock and and classical and jazz and, and hip hop. Yep, yeah, hip hop. Okay, and you have hip hop. You can't you can't drop a song in today's age without hip hop elements. Let's hear if I drop a song. D R O P S O N G. I don't see any hip hop in that. I don't remember there being two O's in drop, but. I mean, I, let, let's not let's not you know s- split toenails right now. So definitely don't want to split. So with this this very very elaborate eclectic song you were about to drop, you were it going to do what exactly? It, I would. I wanted to have people that are on these various journeys write their couple lines about who can, they are. Can I can I write some bars? Absolutely. You know, I'm gonna drop some bars. Yes. In fact, it was the fact that you and I are friends that I thought of adding hip hop to what would have been a, uh, initially it was just going to be a song that I wrote. And I thought about you and my brother and I thought about my dad and I said, well, each one of us have slightly different tastes in music. Why wouldn't we mix it up and I bring all the, the flavors of music that people have? and start reaching out. So I, I thought of that. And at that time I was still hiding in the shadows of my own journey. Cause I really wasn't sure where, I, where that journey was. Uh, am I seeking, am I pretending? But the one thing that remained consistent is that it, the desire kept growing inside of me very privately, very personally, that I wanted a more close relationship spiritually. And I wanted to bring a little more of my spiritual side to my life and, and, and invite that and really build that relationship up. And so I started doing that, but kept it very private. And you and I have had conversations about it. You know, Cody, are you ready to commit yet? <laughs> you know, we've, we've had those conversations for a while. And so I've, I've been very afraid of sharing this message, this thought, this experience with people because I didn't know how my life was going to be impacted. And so fear of the physical, fear of the the worldly impact was and still is somewhat more important than the fear of God, right? And that's currently where I'm at on my journey is deciphering how the wrecking ball moment 
how I just step back and let it happen and, and exist in a, in a new, in, in a new world mm. uh, without trying to control it and worry about whatever is going to think and say and how they're going to act. And is Rachel going to be upset or the kids going to think something of me is uh, something I fear is people accepting me in that way mm-hmm. and having it, the acceptance kind of elevate a little bit over the relationship that I'm trying to cultivate and, and put up, put on top right. of everything. So that's, that's kind of where to start, man. You know, that's kind of where to start. What? That's good, what are you supposed to do with that? <laughs> I figure that's a good, you know, it's a good opportunity to share where you're at. You know, it's a good opportunity for others to put their, their own hats on and, and recognize that, um, there are lots of different journeys out there and lots of different fears for different things. There are different approaches. There's, there's going to be, especially in right now in 2020, there's going to be adversity and challenges that come with making that commitment and, and making it, putting it out there. For those who are listening, I, I believe that I've worked my butt off to be who I am, where I am, live where I'm at, have what I have, but the reality that I've had to face over the last 10 months is that it really isn't me. It's been the gift, the blessing of God. He's put those, those opportunities in my life has prepared me for being able to say yes to joining a chaotic movement or moment, excuse me, uh, at work and organizing it. He's given me that clarity. He's always given me that clarity, taking chaos, organizing it and, and putting a plan forward. And, and I mean, from the time I was young, I remember at an early age strategizing about how I was going to avoid a bully and, or how I was going to step in front of a bully to stop, have them stop picking on somebody else and what that impact would be to me. And I mean, you know, in the third grade, that's my earliest memory of actually having a strategy around it and, and being able to visualize the outcome and knowing oh, this is going to hurt <laughs> or I'm going to need to run this way and that way. And I'm going to quite literally picturing, you know, a 30 second next step and, and the exit strategy, you know, and that's just kind of how, how I've operated. And I, you know, you don't get that from just being a three, a third grader. You know, that's a, that's a much higher gift than just having a you know, brain matter that was put together. You know, that's, that's absolutely a spiritual kind of connection to something bigger than, than me. So we're all different. We're all that different view. And I've just, I never recognized, or it's not true. It's not that I never recognized God's influence and his gifts to me. It's that I never publicly shared to people that it's because of his gifts and the spirit and soul that he gave me and the blessings that he gave me that put me in positions to have small victories, small successes that ended up being substantial in, in certain, at certain times doesn't come without its challenges, doesn't come without its trials. But uh, anyway, so that's, I think that's where I'm hoping that that message where it connects to people that we worry about what other people think. And I, I think I mentioned the wrecking ball, you know, yeah. I, I, I picture this, you know, if you, you just close your eyes and you picture. You want, you want, you I'm sorry. You want, you want me to close my eyes? Uh, no. Uh, yes, actually. But if I close my eyes, I won't be able to see you while we're recording. And if I can't see you, how am I supposed to know when to talk? Visualize. But I'm visualizing a wrecking ball. So I, I can't visualize a wrecking ball and then visualize you to know that it's my. When I count to three, the soothing sounds of my voice will wake you up and you'll be able to close your eyes, visualize 
and feel incredibly restored. One, two, three. So like I was saying, if, if I close my eyes, I won't be able to see my cue to talk because I have to look at your face to know when I'm supposed to talk on the podcast. Absolutely. I hope you feel rejuvenated. You know, I am feeling a little better. I feel like there's a little pep in my step. What's going on? That's good. No, it's just uh, it's what happens sometimes when we are talking. Didn't you want me to, you, you, you wanted me to visualize Wrecking Ball, right? Yes. Close your eyes. Visualize off to the right. The crane, the boom with the big Wrecking Ball on, on, down on it. And right in front of you. I'd rather be on the left. Well, the, to, the, to the left. Uh, of that wrecking ball is your house and imagine your house is on stilts all right the house the stilts are are made of all sorts of different materials okay you know, gold silver green uh, you've got dirt why would i why would i build it why would i build my house on gold silver and green what is green is that a color is that money color i'm just a color money uh, why would so i build my house on a color like this is weird. This is a weird house, Cody. Just um, think about the pillars as all different colors, made of different things, accomplishments, made of sacrifices, made of of uh, pride, made of anger and resentment, made of joy, made of uh, accomplishment of soul, of made of business successes, made of relationships with friends, uh, with business partners. Th- these are all of the different pillars that are in there. Uh, Okay, I'm, I'm trying, Cody. It, it seems kind of shaky, but but okay, I'm, tr- I'm I I I got you. And then on top of it, you've got this vision, this beautiful house. It's got as many rooms as you need. It's got everything that you want, everything that you could desire. And you are now responding to a call to turn your faith and turn your mind and your eye towards God. But in order to do that. You've got to allow this wrecking ball that's off there to the right to knock out anything that is not glorifying him, is not benefiting him. And and imagine the fear and the worry of what's going to happen to this house that you've spent so much time building. And, and then recognize that whatever he knocks down, not only will he replace with something better, but it will be more, it will be stronger. It will be everlasting and whatever is in its place is meant for him. And that's the recognition that when he takes it down, that whatever is replaced by what he's taken out is going to be immeasurably better. And you can open your eyes now. That was frightening. That was, that was mortifying, Cody. I feel like I watched a horror movie. It can be horrifying and that's where my brain is right now which is i know that that wrecking ball needs to come i need to allow it to happen and i need to not put any notion as to what is going to remain Um, because the truth is what's going to remain is for him going to benefit him right and he doesn't want me to be poor he doesn't want me to be miserable. He doesn't want me to be in a bad relationship. He doesn't want me to sacrifice my family. He doesn't want me to uh, feel lost, right? So the things that he's going to replace it with are the comfort and the the relationship value, the insight into how to essentially glorify him and, and put him first. And I won't worry about the kind of the physical attributes or the possessions. And so there it is. Wow. Wow. Woo. Well, can I, can I follow that up with a, a few questions? You have 45 seconds of questions. Maybe All right. Boom. Why God? Pass. How God? Pass. <laughs> what God? Whoa, that's a good one. That's a great question. Um, why God? Oh, I thought you passed on that one. <laughs> that's just a joke. Look, man, we ain't got time to be joking around. This is a serious matter, Cody. 
Well, that does beg the question is, does God have matter? In of himself, or does he create matter? Well, I would say that the question that I asked referenced as what he's made of, but of course he does matter. Hmm. All right. So I think that my personal, personal belief has been and become that science was created by God, that God follows scientific laws and that we don't understand a miracle because we don't understand all of God's law and all of God's gifts. So I think quantum physics is probably why quantum quantum science has been studied so much. It's like the most studied science. So let me get this straight, Cody. Let me get, I'm sorry, let me get this straight. That's why God? No. Oh, okay. You were just on some tangent. Gotcha. I was just on okay. a tangent. Yes. Why God? Um, why God is probably one of the most difficult questions to ask um, because it can have such a, or to answer, excuse me, because the answer can, can be so simple. It kind of lends, it kind of lends itself to being discredited. Why God? Because God created me because when I close my eyes and I think of, how to better myself. That's one of the first things that I think about. Okay. How God? I don't know. Okay. Do you, do you feel disappointed because you don't know? No. Okay. Hopeful. Cool. What God? To those that are listening, the God that I'm referring to is the Judeo-Christian God, the God of the, in the biblical sense, the Bible, the Old Testament and New Testament uh, Bible. Okay. So let's recap. Let's recap. Because you, you just shared a lot with us, Cody. You, you was very vulnerable. You shared your personal journey, uh, your personal connection. You use a lot of terms like relationships that could be somewhat foreign to people listening because maybe they grew up with the concept of religion and the religion is how you connect to God. And it's through rituals, it's through various routines you do, it's through this pious mindset of worshiping this higher being and in its majesty. But there's no there's no relationship. There's others that may look on and be like, well, how can you have a relationship with a force that is impersonal, that is not even a person, that is just just out there like the universe or is yeah, like the force, right? Like the force, definitely. Or is uh, or is just, just this higher entity that created, started the creation process, and then has kind of been distant ever since and just kind of let creation go about its its own. Um, so so hearing relationship when it comes to this this higher entity could be a little foreign. What makes you think that a relationship could be had with God? Uh, I think it's fairly simple in that the belief stems from the writings in, in the biblical sense that he desires a relationship with us. And if there's a desire on his part, then there's a, there's a potential there. I think relationships, as you and I discussed, there's a way to love. There's a way to build a relationship well beyond what is kind of the norm of today, right? I think that we often look at relationships, as, as we said, as a physical relationship between a, two people, right? And and that it has to be has to be defined in kind of one of the the three, the friendship, the family, or the 
the lover way instead of an unconditional way, uh, which is that higher love. And I think that opening up, you know, for me, opening up my mind and recognizing that it takes a lot of faith and a lot of trust and a lot of open-mindedness to believe that there's a God that created me, my soul, my physical body, right? Whether that's through the laws of you know, that, that he put in place and, and you know, over time we've evolved into what we are today. Uh, you know, I don't presume to know the answer definitively there, but I do know that there's a connection there uh, to my soul. And, and so it's a faith thing starts there, right? Okay. It starts with just the faith, the belief that it's possible. It's a belief that he exists and hopefully, you know, and, and a hope, I guess. So hopefully that faith and, and the hope tied together bear good fruit, right? It's like planting an acorn and then hoping for a big tree, huge root system uh, so that you know, more can grow and, and you can spread that, that, that family tree and that, that relationship, you know, extends eternally upward, outward, however you want to look at it. So I think it's really just about that. It's just about the faith and the hope. Again, you're using some terms that are, that are quite interesting. Faith, hope, love, it's interesting because these terms are can be used by people who don't necessarily believe in a higher higher force or a higher being. Absolutely. Um, but they still would embrace these terms. I think that everybody has experiences where they have faith and hope and love. If you've ever held your own child moments after they were born, I, I, there's no explaining it. There's nothing that can touch what that experience is because there's this connection there that you're like, I can't even, I'm not even going to try to describe it. I, no. I, what I told my nephew when he was about ready to have, he said, what is it like? And I said, I can tell you, I could define it. I could write it down. I don't I think it would take me a long time. I could do all of that, but until it happens to you, <laughs> you won't understand it. And it's this spiritual moment when you, touch your child and you pick them up into your arms and you hold them and you look into those eyes and it's instantaneous, the love. And you've never met that person before. And you love them in that moment more than you love your spouse. Usually in that one moment, because it's so foreign to everything. Like I've never met the person, right? Don't know what you're going to look like. You're covered in slime. <laughs> you're you're crying. You're tiny. Look a little bit like an alien, and yet there's there's a bond, instantaneous bond, right? My, my son actually looked like Jay Z when he was born. Yeah, he, he had lips that were half of his head. <laughs> did, did, did he? Have I thought he was start rapping. Jigga. Blue told me to remind you. Uh. <laughs> I get what you go with that go. Yes, yes. In that hey, moment, man. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, my first was a four pounder, you know, four pounds, 4.1 or 4.7 pounds. Wow. He's tiny. He's tiny. Uh, he was born early, though. He was born, he was born early, seven weeks early. Uh, yeah. But that moment, and it, the, but the thing is, it ha- It doesn't. It's not just with your first one. It happened with my daughter as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I know you felt similar, mm-hmm. both in both your experiences, right? Right. Right. And there's no there's no changing that. There's no changing or denying that. So anyway, so those who don't have a belief in God, who have children, and they experience that, there is a, a moment where they experience this like, whoa, this really deep mm-hmm. connection. Those who never want to, never will have a child, even those who adopt a child, you know, again, I think adoption is a, a divine thing that uh, there is an instantaneous connection, spiritual connection with that person. Now, I don't know the 
the physical and the emotional that that tends to take longer to develop uh but in that situation in that scenario but it's just as spiritual you know what i mean yeah you yeah. but then then you look at does it have faith to jump off of a, a rock into the water does it have faith to fly in a plane yeah does it have faith yeah. to start a new business yeah does it does it require faith to you know if you're an extreme snowboarder to bail down a mountain do a big huge flip does it take faith to say yes to a new job opportunity right mm. and then with that it always takes hope along with that to make you successful because the faith is that yes i have faith that i can do this job the hope is that you'll do a great job and the faith and the hope drive you to a behavior to make it work right mm. and usually that fades after about 90 days you know, most most of that fades a little bit if it's just you know the for the, the the job or for the moment or for the relationship that you're in, uh, you have to have a lot of faith and hope to go ask somebody to go out with you. Um, man, here's I just use a letter. I mean, I you know I'm I'm old school, right? So I yeah. just I just take a letter and I just write, "Do you want to be my girlfriend?" And then I put a little yes, yes no. checkbox, little no checkbox. I don't do maybe because it's it's either black or white for me. So you either have a yes checkbox or a no checkbox. And then I walk over and I look that woman dead in her soul. And then I hand her the letter and I just turn around slowly and walk away. Are you asking me right now? I felt like you're asking me. That was intense. Yes. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm so I would, yes. No, I no, I would yes. just, no, I would just, I would just give you an, an example oh, of, of, of how I roll, how I roll, roll playboy. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. I actually thought I was supposed to check yes or no. And I definitively in that moment was going to check yes. That was intense. You're welcome. Here's here's a couple interesting scenarios for those who may question if there's a God or for those who may think that there's nothing, you know, you know, and if you're agnostic, maybe it's a little different, but if you're atheist, certainly you believe that there's nothing after this life. Which takes faith. Well, I was just going to say that. Oh, my bad. My no, bad. no, you're, you're good. Is, is that it, it takes almost more faith <laughs> to, to believe that there's nothing out there, you know, because my gosh, what a gamble that is. Like that's, that's like, that's rolling the, 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 the dice, uh, you know, that's <laughs> rolling the dice. But, it, is. Uh, it is. Anyway, so that, those are, those are my thoughts uh, on it and, and why I chose those words. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I, I mean, I chose those words because those words are written in the scripture. They're, they're commonly used. That's what we know. Uh, but anyway, that'll work. I got one last question for you, Cody. One last question. All right. And again, thank you for for being so transparent. This was a difficult one to kind of put yourself out there because we we've we've touched on God throughout our various podcasts, mm -hmm. but we haven't focused and and made it personal completely to the point of transparency and vulnerability. So the things you've shared so far. You know, I commend you because that is, that's a lot that, 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 that is, that takes a lot. And, you know, when you're talking about fear, just putting yourself out there in general, uh, you know, about a, a controversial co uh, topic can really, can really um, make you feel a certain way. So I just, I just commend you. And I, and I want to end it with this for you, Cody, and then I'll throw the spotlight on myself based upon what you research online or what, what surveys you look at or, or whatever the case may be polls for the most part, you've got billions that are professed Christians. You've got billions that are professed Muslims. You've mm -hmm. now got this third group that is growing. It's about to pass Muslims called the religious nuns or the religious unaffiliated. You then have some other groups as well that are smaller, but, but have, you know, theological worldviews. The argument could be made at bare, at, at the most, um, maybe 50% or more do believe in a higher being, uh, maybe not. But my question is this for you, Cody. Why, why don't more people believe in God? 
I think it comes down to the fear. Okay. I really do. Let me give you an example. If you're if you're hurt by something, mm-hmm. let's say that you were. I don't want to be be too graphic. Uh, let, let let's just say that you had a death in the family when you were mm-hmm. young, the parent, mm-hmm. sibling, and uh, best friend, a best friend, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you didn't know where to direct the anger. You didn't know where to direct the the hurt, right? And in, and you weren't raised necessarily with a an understanding of God's healing power, His healing, this desire to heal your soul and make it whole, right? You don't you didn't know that. From what I've observed with it, with a few cases, suicide mm. to a close uh, friend, somebody dying uh, suddenly. Yeah. Cancer. There have been a, a couple of moments. The the why questions, the ones that you were asking, uh, I think that they, why did it happen to me? Why did it happen to them? Why did it happen to us? Why, why is this experience occurring? And we often say, well, God claims to be good. And if he was good, we wouldn't have death and sickness and sadness and sorrow and pain. Okay. And this is where a lot of faith and belief come in, which is God is all of those things. It is the human form. It is the, it is our, it is, it is the physical body, the desires, the physical desires that we have, the physical desire to comfort ourselves mm-hmm. and reward ourselves. That's, what creates the sickness, the the unhealth. And I'm not saying that we give that to ourselves or that some somebody deserves or you know somebody you know is unfortunately a victim of happenstance, right? Okay. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is it's hard it's hard to answer that without being too graphic or to throw anybody out there. But I think you get the gist, right? Sure. That there's that anger. And so I think that there comes fear, which is if I say, God, forgive me for being angry with you, right? Then you got to own your own feelings and make me whole. It requires a lot of action on your part, right? He's not yeah. just going to be like, done. Yeah, you're good. He's going to say, you've got you've to mourn the loss. You've got to go through that process. You've got to admit where, where things didn't go well, where maybe you fell short, right? You've got to have those, all those pieces of the puzzle that put in, you've got to put in the work. And oh, how much easier is it to say, screw you, God, your fault. I mean, dude, then it's done. Then easy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And right. I think that for those are the two ways that it happens. You have fear, like I've felt. I don't want anybody to... It was a long time before I wanted anybody to know that I was desiring to seek more of my Christianity, my faith in God. And this is what they would think. I still do. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But I know that his desire is to build me up, replace what I put there with what he wants there. And in all truth he may want and probably does want much of what i have in my life to remain Uh, but anyway so i think fear and then the easy button because it sure is easier to be angry and stay angry at at somebody Mm -hmm. that you don't have to look at Mm -hmm. you never have to hear and to give and to kind of put the blame out there and then just say you know what there just isn't any god why would they let this happen right? Because it's such an easy way to, it's so difficult to justify and understand why things happen. And, and to then at the instantaneously put a twist on it, which is God is omnipotent. He's omniscient. He's omniscient. Excuse me. He, he knows the path that we're, we're on. He understands it intimately. And if he does, why would he put pain in my world? 
why would he let my family member die? Why would he let my sibling, my child, my parent, why would he let those things happen to me? Why would he give me the desires that I have? Why do I, why does my mind wander into areas that it shouldn't, right? Why do I, why do I want things that are unhealthy for me? Why, why am I the victim of a car accident and, you know, and now my back hurts. Why am, you know, why am I the victim of losing my job? Yeah. You know, it's, it's just to rationalize those things through a, through God's eyes is way more difficult than to rationalize it through yours. Right. Because why did I lose my job? I mean, the easy button. Cause my boss is a douchebag. Right. Right. Why did, why did I get in a car accident? Easy. Cause the girl was dumb behind me and she was texting. Right. Why did my friend die? Well, easy because there's no God. And so his parents were bad or any number of rationalizations that you can have sure. in those moments. Right. And so sure. it's just, a, there's easier, more tangible things to blame and to work through or to, to deal with if you're not, looking at this higher power anyway i've gone on and on and on it's the same, it's the same thing it's just i think those are the, the, the reasons and again, my man's i'm not my a theologian man's. so i i can't you're, you're not a theologian i'm not what what is what's what's that i'm not a person who has studied theology even though you just talked about it for the last 30 minutes i'm just saying i can't be considered an expert uh i would not be considered a an expert. My understanding. That's all I'm sharing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks for joining us on this journey. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Make sure to check back with us to see where we end up next. Toodles.